breast cancer is still all too common. But the last few years have brought more targeted therapies and other important advances in treatment. We'll talk about the latest in breast cancer care with Dr. Joshua Feinberg, board-certified breast surgeon at Maimonides Breast Center. This is MIMO Med Talk. I'm Amanda Wild, your host. Dr. Feinberg, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Let's start where most of your patients do, which is, I have breast cancer, and I don't know what comes next. How do you deal with that initial meeting? Sure. So in these situations, the most important first step is to make sure that I have all the relevant, accurate information regarding the patient's workup thus far. And this takes place even before I meet the patient. So this includes reviewing previous imaging that the patient may have undergone or any biopsy results if they were performed. And the reason this is such a critical step is because in this day and age, there's so much false information floating around the internet that is not uncommon for patients to believe they have cancer when in actuality, they may just have a high-risk lesion that is not cancer and can be followed with close imaging surveillance. In the cases where the diagnosis is established, I first encourage patients to tell me any information that they've been told so far. Sometimes patients know the details of their diagnosis in detail and have already even prepared a list of questions. Other times patients really just know that a cancer was diagnosed and that's the only information they've been given. So it's very helpful to use this information to guide the conversation. I then sit with the patient and use illustrations to explain in the simplest of terms how a breast cancer develops and the ways in which we treat it. A diagnosis of breast cancer can make the mind automatically assume the worst. We see that all the time. And pictures really can help patients visualize what we're dealing with. And this knowledge alone often reduces patient anxiety. And sometimes patients even ask to see their own images, and I'm always happy to review these with them. These early discussions can understandably be overwhelming. And I always tell patients mm -hmm. I'll spend as much time as is needed to make sure to address any questions or concerns they have, because inevitably questions will arise. And it's important to understand the treatment process as best as possible and my patients know that I'm there for them 110%. How have you seen breast cancer treatment change in the last decade or so? Yeah, in the last decade we've seen a trend towards a de-escalation in breast cancer surgery. This is a result of a growing number of trials of breast cancer treatment that demonstrate equivalent survival outcomes when some previously routine therapies such as radiation treatment or axillary lymph node dissection in which several lymph nodes are removed from the underarm are omitted in select patient groups. Overall, this has resulted in a more personalized approach to breast cancer treatment which is really great for patients. It means that we can spare them the undesired side effects of treatments without sacrificing oncologic outcomes. It's definitely an exciting time to treat breast cancer. Well, you say a personalized approach. What kind of tools do you have available to address different breast cancers? Sure. So molecular testing has really expanded in the past decade. And what this means are that there are tests that can be run on a patient's blood sample or from the tumor specimen to tell us which treatments that the patient will respond to or which they really might not benefit from and that are then not necessary to 
administer or prescribe. So using that information gained from molecular testing, we can tailor the treatments according to the patient's specific diagnosis. What might some of those treatments be? So mainly we're talking about chemotherapy. And traditionally, patients who had a tumor of one centimeter in size or greater all got chemotherapy. And this was up until probably 15 years ago, maybe 10 years ago. And we've really now moved away from that approach and using the molecular testing to say that patients who have a high-risk lesion, as reported by these molecular testing assays, they benefit from chemotherapy, while patients of the same age with a very similar appearing tumor based on imaging and physical exam, once we take a closer look on the cellular level, we can say that those patients won't need chemotherapy, and they may just mm -hmm. benefit from anti-hormonal therapy against estrogen. Yeah, and I always hear about targeted therapies for certain genetics of breast cancer, and also we're knowing more and more specific genes that are indicative in breast cancer. Has that more detailed genetic information opened up new treatment options? Yes, absolutely. There really have been amazing strides in our understanding of the human genome as a whole in the past 20 years, and more recently in our understanding of cancer genomics. So one question patients frequently ask is whether there's a genetic or hereditary cause for their breast cancer. And for patients with a family history, especially when diagnosed at an early age, we'll frequently refer these patients to a genetic counselor for genetic testing at our breast center. Center, but the genes tested in the past 10 years have changed dramatically. So even if a patient has previously undergone genetic testing, depending on when the test was performed, we may repeat that testing with newer genetic assays. With that said, it's important to realize that a family history of breast cancer certainly does not mean that a genetic mutation caused a patient to develop their cancer. However, when we identify a high-risk genetic mutation, the most common of which are BRCA or, or BRCA genes, known more commonly, we can offer these patients closer surveillance protocols with the use of technology such as breast MRI or even treatments targeted at the responsible gene detected on the testing. Another area of cancer research that we've recently begun to understand much better is the microenvironment where cancer cells live. So in other words, there are factors aside from the genes themselves, such as changes in our own body's immune system, which can allow a cancer to form. And as we take advantage of things such as our own immune system and the cells involved, we can use this to develop treatments for our patients and target the specific areas that are leading the cancer to form. Is this the immunotherapy I hear about using your own body to and your own defenses to exactly. eradicate? Yeah. Immunotherapy is definitely part of this exactly, and it really is the idea of using our own body's immune system, which normally fights away viruses or bacteria or other illnesses, and often believe it or not, our immune system can fight cancer cells. And cancer is smart, and it tells our immune system mm -hmm. to stop working sometimes, but we're smart too. And so we can use treatments to tell our immune system to not listen to that cancer and go ahead and kill it. And that's something amazing that's been developed just in the last 10 years or so. Incredible, and speaking, yes. 
And speaking of amazing strides in research on breast cancer, how close are we to a cure? So I think it's only a matter of time before we find a cure for breast cancer. I think it's out there. You know, over the past 20 years, we've seen incredible progress in terms of early detection with screening mammography, better treatments, and much better outcomes in breast cancer treatment. We're fortunate to live in a country that has invested a ton towards breast cancer research. And this is important because the cure is going to come from our unsung heroes in the laboratory. It's going to come from research into what makes each breast cancer unique. Because there really are several different signatures or forms of breast cancer. And as we continue to identify these differences on a cellular and molecular level, we can offer treatments that will cure our patients. So I think we're close. And it's not just one cure. It's many. It's many to address each patient's unique breast cancer diagnosis. Really good point. I imagine it's exciting as a doctor in terms of a medical specialty because this sounds like it's because it's always evolving. Absolutely. It really is an exciting time to be a breast cancer surgeon. What got you into this line of medicine? So once I decided in medical school that surgery was for me, I kept an open mind regarding the pursuit of any subspecialty. And then as a fourth year medical student, I did a sub-internship on the breast surgical oncology service, and I was immediately drawn to the field. I was always intrigued by the science and research behind cancer. And in this field, in addition to the technical performance of operations, I saw that you needed to have a complete understanding of all facets of breast cancer and its management. So this includes genetics, medical oncology, radiation oncology, and it's a complex and rapidly changing field that I wanted to be a part of. I also had great mentors as a trainee who I'm happy to say are now my colleagues and I identified with the ability to develop long-standing relationships with patients. I felt I could really help them with the emotional challenges that come with the diagnosis of breast cancer. And then later on in training, between my second and third year of general surgery residency, I spent a year in England studying evidence-based medicine at Oxford University. And the tools I gained during that year in research methodology really solidified my decision to become a breast cancer surgeon. And you're now at Maimonides Breast Center, and I'd love to hear what makes Maimonides special for you as a physician. And then I'm going to ask you why a breast cancer patient should go to Maimonides over other cancer care centers. At Maimonides Breast Center, there is a tremendous collaborative culture that places the patient at the forefront of all medical decisions. And this sense of teamwork spans from our world-class oncology physicians all the way to our physician assistants, nurse navigators, imaging technicians, administrative staff, whatever one's role at the cancer center may be, he or she knows that they are part of a team with a common goal to provide the best possible care for patients. That is great information, Dr. Feinberg. Thank you for this insight into the dynamic world of breast cancer treatment and for your compassionate and obviously comprehensive approach. Like I said, it's really reassuring to know there are surgeons like you on the job. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was a pleasure discussing this. And I really just want to remind patients that the most important thing is early detection. And when we find breast cancer early, there are a multitude of options to treat it. And we're here for you. You're not alone. To make an appointment, call 718-765-2500. For more information, visit MIMO.org. This has been MIMO Med Talk. I'm Amanda Wild. Be well.